Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. Author Wendy Wonder wrote, The magic thing about home is that it feels good to leave, and it feels even better to come back. Ever wonder why spirits choose to return or never leave a location? It might be a familiar place in an unfamiliar dimension. It might be the safety they always felt during life. This episode will leave you second-guessing every sound you hear at night with tales about home sweet home. Okay, ready to get spooked? Our first story comes from Neto Sato, who returns to tell us of a bakery with unexplained visitors. I've previously shared two other ghost stories here, and, well, there's only a few more strange or unexplained things I can think of, the next of which being Little Jimmy. From 2008 to 2013, my uncle owned a bakery where I worked during my college years. Sadly, it closed when he died unexpectedly. The building itself was a very old one and was basically just a long rectangle shape. We divided it up into three rooms and added the actual bakery part onto the back. The first room where you walked in, obviously, was the storefront, with a door to the right that led to our cake decorating room. It's what it sounds like, a room where we would decorate cakes, store things, and just use as a general back room. Continuing through that room was the second back area with freezers and the storage closet, and a mini office room divided off from it. Continuing from there through the original back door was the bakery. Anyway, that building had actually been a lot of things in its life. It was multiple bars, a hair salon at one point, and it was even a brothel. This was a place where some pretty famous gangsters also passed through back in the day, so even its basement had hidden rooms from the times of Prohibition. But this is all just a backstory for what the building itself is or was. As for what happened to us working there, it was just a lot of strange things. The first thing I can ever remember happening was the cupcake holder flying across the room. We kept it on a shelf on the right side of the cake decorating room by the door, and one day we heard a loud crash that scared the heck out of us. Me and my coworker went back there to see what fell or broke, and to our surprise, we found the cupcake holder all the way across the room by the other door, laying on its side. We didn't think much of it, though, as this was before we even would suspect a ghost or whatever. The second event occurred maybe a year or so later, and happened in the middle of the night while my uncle and other staff were baking. One of our co-workers turned around to see what appeared to be a little boy with an old-looking hat on. It freaked her out, but apparently she was a part of some ghost hunting team, and said she was used to this sort of thing. That night, I remember me and my parents went over there as well, but of course, we didn't see anything. After this, things started getting a little more weird. Things would randomly go missing and show up in other places. We'd hear loud footsteps in the back as someone headed to the front, but rather than opening the door and walking into the storefront, they would stop at the door and no one would be there when we opened it to look. Same thing would happen a lot in the back room as well, where you'd hear someone's boots climbing up the ramp from the bakery, but vanish at the top of the ramp. Eventually, 
My uncle started calling it Little Jimmy, and whenever something weird would happen, we would just blame it on him. Strange things like this continued for years, up until we had to close down. Now the place has been reopened as yet another bar, and I can't help but wonder if they experienced the same things we did. First, I am so sorry for the unexpected loss of your uncle. It seems the building has a deeply rich history, which makes sense why there would be so much activity. I would also be curious to hear if the current owners have any experiences, so maybe you could go in and see if there's something going on there. The other thing I noticed is that your uncle named it, and I shared a ghost story of mine a few or several episodes ago where I made the mistake of naming it too, and that increased activity. So I'd be curious to see if an uptick happened after it finally got a name or was acknowledged in a bigger sense. Who knows? Anyways, let us know if you still live nearby and if you can have a chat with the new owners. Our next story comes from someone who wishes to be referred to as Mac, about a dream whose meaning eludes them. The first thing I remember is that there was a party at my house, only it wasn't my house. It was as if my house had been mixed with another house, or another house was painted and decorated to look like mine, as if to provide some false comfort. In the house was me, my brother, and my sister. My parents weren't there even though the party was a bunch of adults their age. Then things started to go wrong. I can't remember what led up to it, I feel like there was a gap here that I'm missing, but next thing I can remember is me rushing everyone out of the house. We left through the back, but somehow appeared in the front, and looking back at my house, it was starting to rise. It was just a few inches, but it would hover up for a few seconds before going back down. We started freaking out and called my mom, but she didn't answer. I realized my dog was still in there. She's 15 years old and can barely walk, I have three others, but they're all young, and I thought they could get out on their own, but I knew I had to go get my older dog. I was terrified, so I made my friend go in with me. She wasn't there before this, and I can't place which friend it was. I think she was a mix of my two best friends. She was scared and almost ran out on me, but I guilt-tripped her into coming down to the basement with me. My dog usually sleeps right outside my door. I don't know why we didn't go to my room, but we went down this steep spiral staircase, hand in hand, trembling to get to my dog. We emerged in a long rectangular room that looked as though it was every single room in my basement combined into one. My dog was asleep on her bed. I picked her up and we booted it out the back door, that doesn't actually exist in my house, and ran around to the front. The house is now rising, feet off the ground, and the next thing I can remember is hearing sirens. Along the street comes a swarm of cop cars and fire trucks pulling into my driveway. I then berated myself for not having called 911. The trucks disappeared and my mom is now there. She is hugging me and my siblings saying stuff like she's so happy we're safe. Next thing I know, we have a hose and gallon bottles full of gasoline. My mom and my brother set to work dousing the trees and underbrush that separated my house from my neighbors so we could burn it down. My mom told me to douse the front door and the back door. 
I did so, and once I reached the back door, my mom came to check on me. She pulled out another hose, commenting about how it was reliable and she liked it. My sister appears, and now it's dusky outside instead of a sunny afternoon. Apparently, there are rooms on the edge of my house, and they're full of boxes and creepy stuff from the previous tenants. We start pulling it and using the hose to water the stuff down. It's the kind of decor you expect to be all over a house in a horror movie. Then we find a small picture and start washing it off. It's Annabelle. The hose turns into a large syringe and the water becomes like black paint. It gets on the painting and behind us in a different room, something glows and a box falls down. My sister then says, they or she didn't like that. I tried to get the black off with water, but the water kept turning black and black kept covering the picture until only a little bit was left. Then from that same glowy spot, a spirit emerges and it looks like Queen Eclipsa from Star vs. the Forces of Evil, but without the hat and umbrella. It walks past us and I say something, but I can't remember what. We turn back and the picture is now a doll sitting in a chair. We turned just in time to see it turn its head around and look at us. We booked it out of there, and the next thing I remember is me saying, we have to leave. Then I'm in a dark room on a white bed. I think it was some kind of hotel. I'm alone and I'm trying to calm myself down. I'm watching videos and recreating funny things in my head. One of the songs I remember hearing is Golden Hour, specifically the part where it goes, See you shine, it's your golden hour. Just as I'm starting to feel calm and at peace, there's a presence over my shoulder, and I wake up. Waking up in itself was really weird. I'm usually very sprawled out, I was in a straight line. My legs were perfectly straight, my arms were by my side. I sat up and it felt as if someone had an iron-tight grasp around my right wrist, cutting off blood flow or something. The grasp was very cold and my hand felt numb. I yanked it away and held it to myself to try to get the feeling of cold numbness to go away. I was trembling all over and very hot, but my room was very cold. My legs were completely numb and I couldn't move them for a few minutes. It was about 9am. I then started looking into what it might mean, fearing that maybe it was some sort of spirit in my house tampering with my dreams trying to get into my subconscious. I couldn't find anything that sounded right, so I came here. I originally wrote this while still in my bed in my room, but it failed to post. It kept saying something was wrong. It then deleted everything I had, so this is my second time writing this all out. This just freaked me out more because lately the Wi-Fi in my room has been completely dead, but just for me. Everyone else's devices work fine, but none of mine will. I have to use cellular data and I know that interrupting the internet can be a sign. That was a wild ride, Mac. At first it seemed like a typical dream where things just don't make any sense after you write it down, but it started to turn towards the possibility of something tampering with you in your sleep. I can definitely agree with you on that one. I would have chalked it up to a weird experience if it weren't for your internet acting up and also your story not submitting the first time. It's hard for anyone else to say what the dream could mean. And who knows, maybe there are some listeners here who interpret dreams and they can help. 
So take some time to think about it and analyze what it could mean to you personally. You can also try telling whatever it is to leave you alone and explain it isn't welcome in your home if you don't feel safe with it. Picasso 996 tells us of a house in Norway with spooky phenomena. So this happened back in 2019 and 2020 in Norway, where I'm from. And at that time, I lived in a house with three friends. The first story. I was home alone. I was enjoying my day off from work while my roommates were at work. And one of them was visiting her family in Poland. I was standing in the kitchen making myself something to eat when I heard the front door opening, then closing, and then complete silence. I couldn't hear anyone walking around. The house is old, so you can hear everything going on inside these walls, and you can see everything going on outside the kitchen window. I didn't see anyone coming inside the house or leaving, so my pulse is rising, and I did not want to go to the hallway to check it out, but after a minute, I went to check it out. The hallway was empty. All the rooms were empty. I was still at home alone. I went to check outside the front door, and I got the chills. The door was locked. How could I hear it opening and closing without seeing anyone outside? And who locked the door after closing it? My second story. We are in the same house as the first story. So at that time, me and my girlfriend had a long distance relationship and we visited each other a lot. One weekend she was visiting me, we started to talk about paranormal stuff. She told me that when she was younger, she lived in a haunted apartment with her parents and sister, and she told me stories about that. It was really late, so it was really quiet in the house. I told her about what I had experienced in this house with the front door, and how strange it was. I don't know why I said this, but I told her, imagine if my bedroom door also just opens for no reason. We laughed and started to watch something on Netflix. About 20 or 30 minutes later, Guess what happened, you guys? While watching TV, my bedroom door opens and no one is standing there. We didn't know what to say. We tried to act cool and make excuses for it. I went to check all the windows. None of them were open and there was no wind outside. I still don't believe 100% in the paranormal, but I can't explain what I experienced. I just can't.
Ooh, that gives me such chills. There's just something so spooky and creepy about doors opening and closing by themselves without any discernible cause. And to the ghost currently inhabiting my home, don't ever do that. You can't help but just start to wonder, was something leaving the house or was something coming in? Hopefully it was leaving and never coming back, but I would love to know if you continue to experience things. Amused Wave 655 wraps up today's episode telling us about their lifetime of ghostly encounters. Oh boy. Hello there, everyone. Today, if you will indulge me, I would like to tell you a few of the times I have had paranormal experiences and seen paranormal stuff. There aren't any images or anything, so sadly, I just have my own memory to go off of. These are multiple small stories, but all are 100% true. These, however, do take place in two different locations. I changed a name just for privacy reasons, but that is the only thing that is altered in these stories. Everything is, again, 100% true. So without any more stalling, let's get started. This first story is the only one that I cannot remember given the fact that I was only three or four years old. So this is my mother's telling of the story. This all began about 19 years ago. The house that my parents first moved into was originally an old church, but was remodeled into a house. Not much of the old church was left in the house minus the wood flooring in the den. Now, apparently, my parents had heard choir music, the sounds of boots on hardwood floors, and had even seen a shadow figure once. As for what happened to me, my parents were trying to move me from sleeping in their bedroom to my own room, but for some reason, I wouldn't do it. My only reason being, I was scared to. So my mom asked me, why are you scared to sleep in your own room? Do you need a nightlight, maybe? And apparently, I said, and I quote, because of the tall, dark man in the corner over there. Then, apparently, I pointed over to a corner of my room where, surprise, surprise, no one was. A few other things happened in that house, but none of them to me personally. If there is an interest, I can submit something separate about it. Fast forward a few years, and we are at our second house. Now, this is where stuff starts to get crazy. I feel like I should preface by saying there is a room in my house, we'll just call the den. Since day one of being in this house, I never liked that room. I felt like I was being watched every time I was alone in there, so I did everything in my power to stay out of that room. I still do, even to this day. The first incident was when I was no older than nine or 10. It was the last day of school for me and my little brother, Mark. Me, my mom, and Mark were at our house. Mark realized he left his towel at school and needed to go back and get it. My mom then turned to me and asked, are you okay staying at the house for 10 minutes while we go back up to the school and get it? I said I was. The school is less than a mile from where we were. A few minutes after they left, I was sitting in the living room and I started to hear my mom and Mark talking from my mother's bathroom, even though I am completely home alone. I hear them start to laugh, then it stops and everything is quiet. A 
few minutes later, my mom and Mark walked back into the house. However, 10-year-old me didn't even bother to mention it for some reason. A few years go by until the next incident. Now, before we keep going, I need to explain two things to you, dear listener. First thing, I need to tell you that personally, I am very much a night owl. Staying up to three or four in the morning is nothing new to me. The second thing, in my house there is a hallway and at one end is the front door. At the other end is the back door. Now, this hallway has three entryways, the den, the kitchen, and my parents' room. The kitchen has a bar so you are able to see the whole living room and into my parents' room if their door is open. Further up next to the front door is the den. This next story takes place a few months ago, around two-ish at night. I am standing in the kitchen washing dishes, and as I am doing so, I hear two things crystal freaking clear coming from the den down the hallway. I hear an old man go, shh, followed by a little girl giggling. <laughs> I freeze in the middle of what I am doing. I am the only person awake right now. I don't have a little sister and both Mark and my dad are asleep. I am the only person awake. Now, at this point, I am panicking on the inside. However, I am trying to keep my composure on the outside. I turn off the water and the sink and walk to my parents' bedroom. I then shake my dad awake and say, is there anyone else in the house besides me, you and Mark? He simply said, no, there isn't, and just falls back asleep. Annoyed, I walk out of my parents' room and I am immediately looking down the hallway, right towards the den. And there's nothing. Just like there should be. I sigh and go back to doing the dishes because I still have chores that need to be done. The next night, again, same story. I'm doing dishes. Now, something to note. I had just stood up and my shorts slipped a bit. I pulled them back up, however, the front half of my shirt is now untucked while the back half is tucked into my shorts. As I am washing dishes, I feel someone grab the back of my shirt and pop it, untucking my shorts completely. I just simply ignore it and keep doing the dishes. But again, inside, I am freaking terrified. A few months go by where nothing happens. Just the same old feeling that you're being watched wherever you go. Until one night, I am heading to bed. Now, this involves making sure the front and back door are both locked. So, first thing I check the front door. It's locked. I walk down the hallway, reach the back door, and then lock it. I turn around, and I see half a person walking into my den, the lower half. It cut off right at the waist. Now, this person was completely see-through and sort of gray, like the ghost in the Harry Potter movies. I stand there for a few seconds in pure disbelief at what I just saw. I then very quickly walk to my room and shut the door behind me. The most recent incident was last month. This time, I was not the only person awake. However, I was the only person in the house. My dad was out in the garage working. I am standing in the kitchen eating a sandwich. It's important to note as well that my parents' door was open in this story. So, I look up from my food for a second, and I see again, half a person standing in my parents' room. But this time, it's the top half. I look back down at my food. It's only after about half a second that my brain processed what the heck I just saw. 
I then quickly look back up and into my parents' room, and there is nothing. No one was there. One other incident I forgot to mention. There was one time a few months ago whenever I was walking past the den so I could lock the front door. Once I went back to my room, I felt a very sharp, burning pain on my right hand. Looking down at my hand, there were three fresh and bright red scratch marks. Now, here we are in the present day. Nothing new has happened as of late. However, the feeling of being watched at night grows stronger by the day. And before anyone asks, no, I'm not the only person who has experienced stuff. Both my parents and Mark have as well. Anyways, thank you for allowing me the chance to hopefully entertain you, or even scare you if I'm lucky. I hope you enjoyed my stories. If anything happens, I will be sure to write another post. Okay, well, mission accomplished, Amused Wave 655. What an awesome compilation of stories you had for us. And I don't want to scare you. I mean, who am I kidding? Yes, I do. But three scratches can sometimes be attributed to demonic activity. So maybe some sage and holy water if you're interested. But hopefully that isn't it. And you just have an old guy making sure you have your pants pulled up and a little girl that thinks you're silly. Who knows? You mentioned more experiences at the first house. And of course, knowing our listeners and knowing me and the others behind the scenes, there is definitely an interest in hearing more. Honestly, the spookier, the better. Before we end this episode, I'd love to know if you've listened to any of these episodes in the past and if something strange has happened to you while listening. Don't be afraid. Share your stories with me. You can DM me on Instagram or email the show. Well, that does it for this episode. If you'd like to submit your own personal spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. You can also email me, hauntedpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore haunted, Instagram at it's haunted what now, or at hauntedpod.com. Production assistance provided by Olivia Holmesley and Jesse Hawk. Writing assistance by Sherilyn Reyes. The official composer and audio engineer for the show is Neeks at We Talk of Dreams. Check them out on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. Until next time. Did you hear that? <laughs>